Oh, you know, we're live. So we still haven't came up with a with an intro yet, but we got a champion in the midst right now. And we don't, we're not going to disclose anything, but just know that there's some champions out here, man. And if you just keep tuning in and you keep listening, you keep taking advice, and you eventually subscribe <laughs> and put a little on money Emporia. in Parley, on the Emporia app, you know, put a little money in Parlay Pete's pocket, you know, you, you'll really be a champion. Ain't that right, Parlay Pete? What's up, man? What's up, Major Parlay? How y'all doing today? What's up? What's happening? Feels great to be here. Before we get into uh, Parlay Pete's Lakers rant, uh, yes, this is the football show, but it, it's now the Big Baby and Friends podcast. So we're going to talk about whatever we want to on the Big Baby and Friends podcast. Shout out to uh, Pierce for actually coming up with that name. So it's crazy now that like I see y'all on the pod regularly, but I also see y'all in real life regularly. It's it's really surreal to me to like see my friends regularly because it's been so long since I was able to see everybody besides Josh. Oh, Cap, you mean Captain Holsey? Captain Holsey. Captain Holsey. <laughs> LeBron then, James before the titles. <laughs> All right, that's an inside joke. We're gonna leave that. One. <laughs> hey, so Parley Pete, you wanted to do an impassioned Lakers rant. Uh, go. I do. I do. And, you know, this is something that's been brewing since the first game where I said, you know, hey, it's the first game of the season. Golden State's not a terrible team. Steph Curry's one of those guys that really can change a game by himself, right? All right, we'll give you a pass for that stinker on the uh, opening day. Cool. Then, you know, you go to the next game and you're like, all right, Lakers should get it done. They got Phoenix. This is the team that put them out. A little get-back sex. It won't be as good, you know, as the sex that they had on you, but you can get some get-back sex. You can beat them in their home opener. Um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, we were together at Taco Mac watching this game, and yeah. I think that they were like one of the last legs I needed in my parlay, and I couldn't even fucking hedge because the game was over at halftime. That's when I started to get a little concerned because I said, all right, well, this is, you know, the Warriors – were a they're going to be better. We know that they're a playoff team, especially once Clay's back. Then you know we look and you know Phoenix appears to be probably they'll make the playoffs again. They I don't think they'll be as good as they were, but then you get embarrassed by them, and then you just start to think, all right, watching the game, what is the issue here? You don't play any defense. You've got too many guys on the floor that need the ball in their hand in order to be as to maximize their success as a player, Russell Westbrook. You don't have health on your side to start the season because I'm looking around, I'm saying, damn it, where the fuck is Trevor Reason? Where's Kendrick Nunn? You know, wh where are these guys? Where's Taylor Horton Tucker? Wayne where are these guys – that are supposed to be in the game right now. Why is Kent Bazemore starting every game? He's not playing a lick of fucking defense. It's not making a difference. So why is he in the game? Because he's not bringing anything to the floor offensively. Still mad about but if he's if he can't play defense, then then why is he on the floor to start? And then I watched the uh, Memphis Grizzlies Lakers game, and 
it was a tough watch considering that they were up a majority of the game and they come back, they win. Great. This is the last leg on my parlay. Uh, and so it worked out for me from that perspective. But from a watching perspective as a fan, somebody that's been a Lakers fan my entire life, you know, I Kobe's and it's no secret. Everybody knows I'm very passionate about the t- things that I like, you know, and Kobe Bryant and the Lakers are one of them. The Falcons are another. Kanye West as an RS is another. I'm when I'm behind something, I'm behind it. You know what I mean? And so I even a fat ass. And I love and look, and this is for all the Atlanta people. Look, I love the Hawks too, but growing up, you know goddamn well you weren't trying to get that Jason Terry or that Sharif Abdul Rahim jersey. You had one, but you were rocking the Kobe jersey, the eight to the damn Lakers game. You were a fan of somebody, or in some cases, you might have been an AI guy. You had the finger bands or the the answer armband or, uh, you know, his jerseys. I love those Sixers jerseys, by the way. But uh, I was a Kobe fan growing up, and it never changed. I never switched sides, even once he retired and when they were bad at the end of his career. was always through and through, always a Lakers fan. And so to see it, you know, you're like, God, Lee, they got LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. You know, Dwight Howard, even even these guys pass their prime. Mellow. They're contributors as uh, Mellow, Mellow, right? How am I forgetting about fucking Mellow, a top 10 scorer all time? And they've got all these guys that even though they're past their primes, they're still, I would say, above average role players. They're vets that a lot of teams would like to have on their team as part of their eight-man rotation. A lot of those guys could be. Just not all eight of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Melo was it with the Blazers. Rondo uh, was it clearly with the Clippers because they gave the Hawks Lou Will for him. So clearly, if they're if you're giving up Lou Will, he was a part of that rotation with the Clippers. Uh, Dwight Howard, backup center in Philly last year. DeAndre Jordan was a starter to start the season with the Nets, and then he tailed off and just got no PT in the playoffs because he's a fucking liability. Um, but, you know, we'll leave that alone for two more seconds. Um, you know, so you've got all these guys that you brought on board. Malik Monk. Um, like I said, you read up the one of the few people you did read up. You read up Taylor Horton Tucker, your young player that you didn't want to trade to get in uh, Big Baby's words, fast Kyle Lowry. You know, you could have given up THT and Dennis Schroeder. You could have got Kyle Lowry for, for all intents and purposes. Which, by the way, uh, the Miami Heat looked spectacular. But uh, nonetheless, then there's yesterday's game. The score was 41 to 19 after the first quarter. And, you know, LeBron James isn't playing. So the thought is all right, this is the game where we get to see, you know, why they bought Russ here. Russ is here because Russ can. He can take over a game by himself. He's Mr. Triple-Double, which he had one of those yesterday. Or if you count turnovers, he had a quadruple-double. And so they're up for they're, – they're coasting. They're up 22. At one point in the second, they were up 26. And then you start watching the second half. And, you know, that lead goes from the 20s to about 10, 11. And I'm flipping back and forth because I've got money on this. And so – I'm watching the Braves game. The Braves game was, you know, we were already getting our ass kicked. And so it was kind of like, well, we're not out of it because we're only four runs down. Then we scored again. And it was like, okay, well, we still got a chance or whatever. They, You know, all it takes is a three-run home run. Game's tied, right? So I'm still flipping back and forth, though. And 
you know, then that lead dwindles from 11 to seven. Then you're like, okay, what's, you know, is, is he, is he playing Austin Reeves? Like, you know what I mean? I get it. They're back in Oklahoma, Oklahoma product. I was watching Oklahoma last year in college basketball. He was, he was a sniper. I mean, the boy could play, but why is Austin Reeves getting these minutes? I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm starting to panic a little and I'm like, damn, is Frank Vogel, does he just not know how to manage a lineup? Then next thing you know, then the game is tied. And now it's just like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Seriously, <laughs> what's going on? You guys blew a 26-point lead and a 22-point lead after the first quarter. This is one of the le- this might be the least talented team in the NBA because all they have is SGA. And uh I'm looking and it just kind of is one of those things where I'm like, you know what? This is Well, a- you don't have to respect for Poku, man. No, fuck him and Baisley. All right, fuck those guys. All right. They're not, you know, look, respect in terms of they're in the NBA. They're making millions of dollars. They are making their mothers proud, I'm sure. And they've achieved what was probably their ultimate dream. And so I can't be mad at that. But I can be mad at the idea that the Lakers bring in all these guys and they blow a 26 point lead to Oklahoma City. This is a like team might not win. This team might not win twenty five games this year, guys. Bro, they might not win t- twelve games this year. If we're being honest, they don't want like their front office was mad that they won yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those draft picks that they stocked up on, they're just like, hey man, look, that's good for the fans, I guess. We don't need to be beating the Lakers, guys, because then you know you have a boo boo. Hell, they got blown out by the Rockets. <laughs> the Rockets beat them by thirty points this year. And they're bad too. They're just as bad. They're almost just as bad a team. And so, um, yeah, I just, to me, I look at it this way. The Lakers are going to be no better. And this is on their best case scenario, in my opinion, unless there is a change that's made, a drastic one. No better than currently constructed is this team going to be above the five seed. I just don't see it. There's no defense. And the offense is too streaky because Melo had 28 in the win against the Grizzlies. Then he turned around and didn't make his first field goal until it was two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, and I know that this is all without LeBron. That's your best player, right? Sad. LeBron's got to be the best damn player on the team in fucking year 19. Why does he have to be the best damn player on the team? I don't understand. I don't care how much of a player in the league. I don't care if he's a freak. All right. Anthony Davis should be the best player on the floor. Well, he had 30. He had 30, and clearly, uh, I don't think the – maybe the – maybe You the, drop 30 and your team doesn't win, is that on you? Man, look, that shit's on I everybody. Because that Russ shit is on up. everybody. Russ had, nobody Russ had 10 not turnovers. On. So, Russ he had 10 turnovers and 20 points. And out of a timeout, Russ pulled up for three. And you know Frank Vogel did not call a play not for <laughs> Russ to shoot for three <laughs> with like 21 seconds left in the shot clock. Hey, Russ. You're a 17% three-point shooter on the season. Don't even and, touch the bubble. Hey, look, let me tell you what. I mean, you want to know what you want to know what grinds my gears? <laughs> OD to Peter Griffin. What really grinds my gears is a guy like Westbrook, who's had so much success in the league. Isn't he is a hell, he was on the 75 team, correct? For sure. I know he was. I don't even have to think about it. Of course he was. He's one of the best players to ever play the game. And He's coming here because he wants to win a championship. That's why he's there. And he gets to go home. It's a lot of good stuff for him for why he's there. Russ, why the fuck are you not going to the hole the whole, every time? Bro, 
give up on the jump shot. I was telling uh, my brother this while we were watching the game. Said seeing Russell Westbrook shoot a jump shot is like how it used to be as a Hawks fan watching Josh Smith take a jump shot. You hold your breath a little because sometimes he does make it, but you're just like, God damn it, son. Just go to the hole and dunk on somebody. Like, you know, what I mean? like, like, please, please spare us, spare us this shot where it hits the front iron and they get an easy rebound and they take it down the court and you're complaining about something. I, please just spare us. Hey. And then, of course, we we talked uh, briefly, too, about that Lakers game last night and how um, it wasn't brief. It was actually a pretty lengthy text conversation. But, you know, the rules of basketball and how uh, a guy Hold on, like before, Bruce, hey, before you get to the Bush League piece, did you listen to Cal Hurt talk about it this morning? I didn't. I typically catch him on YouTube, like when I get home. Check it out because it's it's, it's absolutely hilarious because pretty much Cal Hurt goes, how how can Russ tell somebody what's a good shot and what's a bad shot? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's like Jameis Winston telling somebody that that's a bad pick. <laughs> but let's get that Bush League shit by Baisley. I'm not mad at him as a player for doing it. I like like I can understand how everybody's like, why is Russ bitching like this? It's like, well, why'd you blow the lead? If you don't blow the lead, this can't even happen anyways. But the principle of it to me is kind of where I, I honed in on it. It's it I, I equated it to if your team is up on the goal line and it's under two minutes and they have no timeouts left, and all you have to do is in his first down, all you gotta do is need the ball. The game is over. Bro, and you, win, you that, by 10 even points? with the momentum, even with the momentum. You stole the ball, and it's just like you know you could you could slow down and dribbled out, and you're not I don't thinking agree. about that. Dunk that bitch. You're Dunk not thinking. Life. You're not thinking about that as a player. But at the end of the day, that's those are the unwritten rules in the NBA. I mean, what I am is I'm a, to I'm score all the time, and, and they dribble out at the top of the half court. They stop playing. The other team stops playing defense. You could easily go to the hole, you know, and just get a dunk or. Put up a bullshit remember, three. Remember that fight that happened that almost happened in the college game when the team was down by like 30 and Buddy did like a windmill or something and was like celebrating? Yeah. It was just like, like it's, it's just certain things you don't do, man. When the game is over, dribble the clock out, man. It was Bush League. But look, man, this is a football podcast and we got to talk some football. We're 15 minutes in. We have not talked a lick of football. So the first topic, let's get to Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, he's been in the news this week uh, because, uh, What's my man's name? Uh, Carson Palmer was on the Dan Patrick show. And uh, he said, hey, he's a long shot on the USC coaching search list. And, and you know, I'm not mad at USC for reaching out to Mike Tomlin, but we're going to listen to Mike Tomlin's uh, uh, response. I'm going to give a few thoughts on it, and then I'll let you guys cook on that one. So let's get to Mike Tomlin the USC. Hey, Mike T, uh, what, what you got to say about this, man? Um for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Ooh. All right, man. So I really I really want to, like, focus in on the end part. 
because I've listened to the mainstream media respond to it. And some people are like, why would you bring Andy Reid into it? Why would you bring Sean Payton into this? They have nothing to do with this. Your name got brought up. Here's why. Those are his peers. Obviously, he ain't on Belichick level. Ain't nobody on Belichick level. But as far as coaches who have been consistent winners over the last 15 years, one Super Bowl top, one Super Bowl ring, Mike, I mean, Mike Tomlin more consistent than the other two because he's yet to have a losing season. He goes, y'all ain't talking about them coming to college games. Why do y'all think I'm a college coach? Oh, because y'all don't think I'm a, uh, y'all don't think yeah. I'm as technically sound as they are. Y'all think because I'm a rah-rah guy, I can go, I can just go recruit. And y'all don't see, y'all don't see me as y'all see my peers. And I think that's the thing that was missing when everybody, when the people were responding to what he was saying, he was like, hey, bro, y'all really think because I'm a nigga and I'm cool at this microphone right you. now that, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm really a college coach, but I'm not as smart as these other coaches who y'all love, but check that. He check said that, that as classy as possible, but he was basically like, oh, so because so I'm a nigga, y'all think that I can just go, you can put me in any position, like I'm not elite as them. And I love yeah. the idea that he brought up two coaches that are tenured at the where they've been. Andy Reid's been with the Chiefs since what 2011, probably 2012, Something like that. So he's been there for about a decade. Uh, Sean Payton's been there since 06, and then Tomlin's been uh, with the Steelers since 07 because they uh, they won the Super Bowl, and that was Bill uh, Cowher's last uh, game too when they won the Super Bowl. So I love the idea that he he didn't just because he could have said Sean McVay too. You know what I mean? He could have named hey, a hey, younger coach. Sean McVay can't lick the dirt off his cleats, Porter. No, that's true. Well, he doesn't have a Super Bowl. And at the end of the day, we're acting like this guy hasn't – he's never had a losing season in the NFL, and he's been doing it since 07. That's, that's, that's fucking, fucking mad impressive, bro. actually. That's fucking remarkable. Mad like, impressive. Like, 8-8 eight eight is your wor- – that's like your worst day. Like, you know what I mean? 8-8 eight and eight is your- – and, and they've had – Ben's been hurt, too. I would say out of that, that span, Ben's probably missed – Two and a half seasons worth of games. Bro, two years ago, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. They got eight, 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 and eight. eight, and eight in a in a division where it's tough to get wins. I mean, we saw it. They got they got beat by Cincinnati with a backup quarterback. So it's tough to get wins in that division, regardless of who's playing. And so, I I, I think if there's one thing that I respect, I respect his integrity for himself and for the position that he holds, and the fact that this was a baseless rumor to begin with. I don't even know who, who started it. At that so, point, it's just people throwing out names. You know, it could have been some guy in his mom's basement that came up with that shit on a blog, and it just it was, like, So wow. Carson Palmer Carson Palmer said that he's, like, on their wish list. So just because he's on the wish list doesn't mean that he cares about the job because I'm pretty sure that – uh, not to shit on anybody working minimum wage right now, but if you get a phone call from from the Taco Bell down the street, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna bring you in to, to be our shift lead. You'll make eleven fifty an hour, and you're gonna work fifty hours a week, no benefits." Okay, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Like Dan Patrick even came out and said that he should be that he should feel like it's a compliment that his name came up. He like. It's not a compliment for you to want me to have a job that I'm obviously, obviously overqualified for. Like, that's not a compliment. That's an expectation. Yeah. Almost an insult. You know what I mean? Like, you're insulting me because you would think that I would leave a franchise that in 60 years has only employed three coaches. I have job stability out the yin-yang. And you One think of I the want most to go Super Bowl winning franchises there are. 
And you think I'm going to go down to college and deal with 18-year-olds and boosters and, and have to kiss some 17-year-old's ass so he can come to my school and say, hey, I can introduce you to Snoop Dogg? Right. <laughs> and more importantly, I don't. it's not like, you know, some of these jobs, whenever they start bringing up names, there's some sort of tie, typically. What tie does Mike Tomlin have there? Before he even got to Pittsburgh, he was the defensive coordinator. Uh, actually, he wasn't even the defensive coordinator. He was the secondary coach, if I'm not mistaken, for the Minnesota Vikings. And so there's not even really a tie there. You know, maybe there's – I don't know if there's a guy he played with. Like, no, he, like his – because his tree is he came he he came from the – from – from some of that Washington and some of that uh, Tampa Bay, so he's a he's a uh, Shanahan and he's a um, and a Dungy guy. Like he 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 comes from pro stock. Man, he's got two Super Bowl appearances and is the youngest person to ever win a Super Bowl. Like he's NFL history, and he's and he's the second black coach to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, nine, just... nine division championships in what 15, 16 years as a coach. So more than every other year, he's winning. And doing it with a guy that that look. Ben's a Hall of Famer, you know, but like been doing it with a guy that really, in my opinion, isn't, you know, he's not all that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's I not mean, all that. Recently, you know, Ben doesn't understand the boundaries, you know, like, you know, the Steelers have been telling Ben no for the last few reasons, but he just keeps coming back for more. And you know what? He's going to cost himself a lot of money if he keeps that up. Ben's done after this year. That would be the only way I could see him skipping town. But even if he skips town, he'd be taking an NFL job. Like, right. you know, yeah. if, if he did want to leave Pittsburgh, it wouldn't be to be USC's coach. You know, they're barking, up the wrong, they're barking up the wrong tree. They need to get down to Jacksonville real quick and see what that guy's talking about. Or, hell, now that we know, get to Carolina. That guy, he might be interested yeah, Matt, in it too. Yeah, like, you know, they want to cr- crown Matt Rule a genius. And speaking of genius coaches, he turned Baylor know, around. Yeah, he, he turned Baylor around. But Baylor was already a good program under Art Browse. They were just, they were just hell but on wheels. Sanctions, them sanctions made them really bad. That first year that he was the coach, I think they won one game. But then the next year, they were in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. You know, it's so it's Texas. If you can't recruit in Texas, like you can't recruit, bro. But you got to go against at the time for him. Uh, or maybe it was uh, Charlie uh, Strong. Shit, I don't even remember uh, who was the coach of Texas at that point. But Charlie Strong had to go against, had he had to go against Jimbo. Remember, remember Charlie Strong in Texas, though? And when Charlie Strong was in Texas, the boosters didn't want him because he was a black man with a white wife, if we're being honest here. They didn't want him coaching Texas. So the he didn't, Charlie Strong didn't even have the full support. He had a short leash. Him. Yeah, very short leash. Um. You know, I'd even put this one on the bill, but we're talking about these coaches and geniuses. And how about uh, Kyle Shanahan has finally came down to earth? You know, forty-one percent uh, winning percentage, and he's been in the he's been in the same you know sphere as the Sean McVay's, these top end coaches of the world, these top end young coaches. But he hasn't done jack shit to prove it. Yeah, he he got to a Super Bowl, he did, but he lost. You know, uh, Lovey Smith got to a Super Bowl. We don't really love Lovey. Um, there's some other coaches who people don't love. They got the Super Bowls. So uh, you look at him now. Is Kyle Shanahan, you know, somebody who I wanted to coach my team? The Falcons back there, you see. Uh, is he somebody that you would want to coach your team? I'm going to go to Major Parlay first because, I mean, you got Ron Rivera, somebody who who coaches like it's, he's still on the 85 Bears. I like the 85 Bears, and I like uh, Riverboat Ron. 
I'm also not a Washington football team fan anymore. I am a uh, Las Vegas Raiders fan, Las oh. Oakland Raiders. So I'll just I'll give you that. a pass. Uh, I'll give you a pass uh, as the emails came out. <laughs> I mean, bro, if you if you owe my personal emails, I'm just gonna come out and say it now, so you guys can't cancel me later. It's, <laughs> my personal email is not that great. Okay, I got some personal opinions that aren't public opinions. It's just. Oh yeah, you missed us. We you missed us say the whole if they if they invade the locker room. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was there for that, and I'm saying I'm just I'm just putting it out there like, man, if you go through all my personal emails, you might think I'm I'm a bigot or some shit, you know? Like, let's <laughs> so Brady was on the Manning podcast this week or the Manning cast uh, on Monday Night Football. Uh, that's the only way I, I like to watch Monday Night Football. I think I've made it very clear. I don't like the three-man booth. Uh, I don't want to hear Levy, Greasy, and 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 Reddick. You know, I just don't want to hear him talk. And Tom Brady was very interesting. For one, to see Brady, Peyton, and Eli, it's three different versions of a prick, but it's just one of the most prick, prick-ass conversations I think I've ever consumed in my life. Because you got Tom Brady, who's like the prick, who still wants to be cool. And then you got Peyton, who's like the older prick, but he's an asshole, but his one-liners are fucking hilarious. And then you got Eli, he's like the little brother prick who doesn't really belong in this conversation. But because he's I think the managers are wholesome people. Well, no, no, no. But because because they're but rich, Eli, they're wholesome. Sure. But because Eli whooped Brady's ass twice. He just gets to hang out and Brady can't say shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not as good as us. You shouldn't be here. And then, you know, like, uh, uh, like, uh, but don't you bring that up. I'll bring up those two times. Right. Like, like, oh, come to America. He whooped Joe Lewis's ass. (laughs) Right. And then he's like, he's like, he did beat Joe Lewis's ass. You know what I mean? Like, basically, like, that's an undisputed fact. So, one of the big things that kind of, um, that, that took wind from that conversation was, Brady was just shitting on defensive players. He he was like, you know, you ever just go in the defensive meeting room and you go, oh, yeah, makes sense why they play defense. He was like, it's like a dog chasing a car. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, we talked about new Brady last week and how much I love him because he's talking his shit. He's finally showing us, letting us in to let, to let us know who he really is. And he's that guy. He knows was, it now. Can't be right. taken away from. I, I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't it done. crazy though that it took uh, what really started to open up his like personality? That because most people didn't know that he was hilarious. It was when he did that. I remember when he did the Saturday Night Live, and he did a like a make the NFL was doing the United Way thing. Now like, he's out there and he's just like, all right, we're gonna do this. They're like breaking into a car, and then he was like, he's like, police, everybody run! Like that shit was hilarious. So like, Peyton, if you look it up. For the people that are listening, look it up. If you type in Peyton Manning, SNL, United Way, that shit is one of the funniest skits I've ever seen on SNL. Well, yeah, Peyton is absolutely hilarious, and he started to show it some. But Brady, Brady was shut off from everything in New England. Like, when he did his WEEI radio show, we're going to go out, we're going to execute the game plan, you know, going to try to hit Gronk with a couple balls, and uh, we're going to play good Patriots football, you know, do your job, yeah. Interview over. And now he's out here with his hat backwards, talking shit, talking about some, yeah, God, Gronk doesn't have to watch film. He just has to run routes and get open. I pass him the ball. Right. And did you see what he said to um, Mike Mike Evans? 
No. What do, what so, do you say to uh, Brock? He so, said he's not going to throw any more touchdown passes. Yeah, he, he said, said I might accidentally forget to throw you the uh, ball. Passes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did post that. You did post that in the group. Yeah. Yeah, man. And and so if y'all got the ball, Major Parlay, if you got the ball, the 600 touchdown, what would you have done in that moment? Because here's the thing. I mean, I highly honestly, doubt- bro, when you're when you're catching an NFL touchdown, I think there's so many, there's so much shit going on in your head. Like, bro, that's a, that's a hard catch to make. You make the fucking catch. You're just excited to score. You're not, dude, nobody's thinking in the head like, oh, this is Brady's 599. This is his 600. This is just, I, I think he got lost in the moment, bro. Simple as that. No, like, I'm, talking, I'm talking about you as the fan who receives the ball from Mike Evans. What are you doing? Oh, bitch, first thing I'm doing, I'm going to Google, seeing what the fuck it's worth. I'm not giving it back for no Bitcoin, <laughs> though. I'll tell you that much. I need 100 at I'm, least. I'm probably leaving the game, bro. I'm probably leaving the game. I'm like, hey, you know what? This has been a great Tom game. Brady, he's not going to stay in the league long enough to throw 700, right? So 600 is going to be the most important ball. I'm leaving. Like, get me out of here. Hey, security, I need to escort out of here. Yep. Y'all got to find so, me. Just tucking that. You just tucking that joint <laughs> and leaving? Right. Yeah. You, you guys got to figure out who bought yeah. that ticket. When the, when the trainer comes to ask me for the ball, I say, sir, I'm not giving this ball to anybody but Tom Brady himself. Okay? Right. Yeah. We need to, we need yeah. to have a face to yeah. face. Tom Brady, if, if Tom Brady wants this ball, he can come ask me for it. And it won't be today. I'm busy after the game. <laughs> uh, right, I've got shit I've got to do. Because Brady came out and said, yeah, he lost all his leverage when he when he gave up the ball. So you know how much that ball was worth, huh, big fella? Tom's a penis, man. He's a penis. <laughs> man, fuck him, seriously. I mean, I respect him. He's the GOAT. But fuck Tom Brady. And everybody knows why I'm saying this. All right, man. So speaking of quarterbacks and penises, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I don't think you could have segued that any better. Oh there, man, did, did that just get set up perfectly without without perfect. any scripted. It's the chemistry, man. Like this, you know, it's amazing. So the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans have agreed upon the trade terms for Deshaun Watson. But the Miami Miami is saying that we need clarity with his legal situation, and y'all got a week to give me clarity. And Deshaun Watson says, "I'm not settling because if I settle, it, that's that's an admission of guilt. Look guilty, so, you can get six six game punishment." So it tells me that it's a it's a all it's all about nothing, man. There's nothing that's going to happen unless the Texans put that out there. To try to drive the price down. They could drive the price up, excuse me. Because they Deshaun's could've. not budging. He's still gonna get his 10 mil this year. He is. He's getting paid right now. And I mean and to settle to settle 22 cases out of court should have cost you more than 10 million. And it's not class action, they're all individual cases. Yeah, exactly. He's got 22 individual. That shit is actually crazy. Half of them aren't going to go through, though, for what it's worth. Like, more than half of them, just like, they're just not going to be able to be valid unless there's just concrete evidence. They're going to be gonna able pay? to his- Who's going to pay those attorney fees? The massage therapist ain't, 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 ain't. I hope the dolphins do. I mean, I'm not talking about his. I'm talking about the, the, the massage therapist. They, they money ain't that long. Oh, you're right. These are, they're all civil suits, huh? Yeah. I don't know why the fuck the league's not letting them play, bro. A civil suit is a civil suit. 
the league ain't the league hasn't made a decision yet. It's yeah, they haven't. You're right. The league is like, hey, bro, if if the Texans decide to play you, we we're not doing anything because the league is afraid to make a decision. Because here's the thing, nobody's saying this, but if they suspend him and then he comes back clean, the league is already doing terrible in the in the race department. Now you're gonna say, oh, you're trying to sideline a black quarterback uh, because you're gonna assume uh, guilt over innocence. Uh, we expect that from you, white NFL. That that's that sounds about right to me. Even though if you guys didn't know, quick legal fact, right? In a criminal case, the burden is on the state to prove that you're guilty, but in a civil case, the burden is on you to prove that you're innocent. Yep. It yeah, ma- and that's it why o- I mean that matters. That's why OJ lost his civil suit and can't go back to California because he owes money. But he, he I thought won. I thought he couldn't go. I thought he didn't want to be back because he thought that he could run into the killer. Isn't that what he told us? What, but he, he also he was owed, afraid that he would run into the killer. That's that's what he but told he, us. But he also owes money. Yeah, he didn't, but he's he didn't, afraid he didn't, to run he didn't tell us too. that's that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> he's afraid to run into that killer too, man. I mean, yeah, he looks at him in the mirror. Said, said, Damn, he must fucking hate mirrors. But <laughs> so here's the thing, man. Uh, oh no, I was listening to a podcast, and apparently that Deshaun Watson is a, he doesn't go out much. And his way of getting women was that was his that was his way of getting girls. Really? Yeah, I heard that on a on uh John Middlecoff's podcast. I can't think of the name of it. A three and out if podcast. You think about it, you know, you guys all right, so let me just interject, right? You guys remember I sent that post the other day to the locker room about uh Le'Veon Bell and he was like asking for massage therapist in Baltimore, Maryland, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it appears to be a thing that a lot of players do is like get massages, get masseuses. And if you think about it, if you think about a year before, maybe two years ago, uh, Le'Veon had those two massage therapists over and they disappeared with like 500,000 in jewelry and shit. Yep. Like, yeah, bro, bro, these some of these massage therapists, that's just a nice way to say escort. Like, these dudes are getting... Absolutely. Massages bro, have you from been, strippers. Have you only, in Vegas, to- only in Vegas can you get away. With just calling somebody an escort, calling it what it is, and really, yeah. you know, let's be honest, that's the uh, nice term. They're you hookers. can call them strippers in Atlanta. They're hookers. They're hookers. They're hookers. <laughs> or strippers hookers. in Atlanta. They're prostitutes. You know. But then that's that's why it gets weird because it's like, ladies of the night. Maybe, I don't know. That, that, they're hookers. They're hookers, man. They're hookers. That's what they are. That's a fucking slim, thin line. Like a girl telling you, like you know what it is, but you can't be explicit. And then you come over, XYZ happens, and then who knows how many years later, you got 22 accusations all coming at the same time. I feel like that's the because most strangest part about it. I just feel like it was Cal McNair saying, hey, bro, you really think you're going to run off on me? <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, something yeah, yeah. for you, buddy. I know I know who, who you've been flying I know in those same he, massage therapists. They've well, been nah, massaging he all the quarterbacks. Was, he probably was flying them in for him because it's like, hey, we got you so your girl ain't tripping. You know what I mean? We'll cover, we'll cover that. Here and one last thing on that. So I went and got a massage a couple weeks ago. First really? time going, first time going to the massage spot because I, I get massaged every now and then because I have a stiff back. Shorty goes like when she's doing my front, she goes, "You want the?" I go, "No, I want a massage." She was so pissed, surprised. Like she was surprised. so taken aback. She was like, "Oh, I thought you came here for the no, no, my back." Hurts a lot, <laughs> and I need Wait, you. I gotta actually work. I need <laughs> you to actually like take, 
I got a yeah, fucking. No, no. Wait, I wait, need you to take wait, your, like, your this fist was a front, and sir. rub it, huh? She's like, "This was a front, sir. I don't know what you think this yeah, place I mean, bro, is." Like, but hey, no, no, Phil. Uh, huh? The older Phil from Oakland. Any guys know Phil? Phil Lane. No, I don't know it. No. All right, well, man. Phil tells me Phil's the dude that showed me all around Oakland, bro. He's, he's the reason I'm, I'm, you know, saying home in Northern California, bro. Phil's like every single one of these massage parlors is, you know, what I'm saying is a spe- happy ending kind of place. And you think, I mean, I don't want to get too touchy here, right? But you think, you think that dude that 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 stuff that happened at the Gold Spa, you think that was over a massage? You think a massage nah, got that fucking. dude to act like that? Nah, he was fucking. And he he, got was, he was mad he couldn't get his rubbing tug because of whatever debt he had. You know what I mean? That shit ain't had nothing to do with massage, bro. He was a bit more than that rubbing tug. He was more than rubbing tug. That was probably the only way of getting some, some. You know, that was his only way of having sex. You know, and and she probably just came out the the, the massage room with somebody when he pulled up. He was like, "Hold on, cheating on me? You <laughs> <laughs> tell me that 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 snatch that I be paying for? You give it to somebody else for the same price?" You love me. No, no, he did. He's like, he's like, hold on. He's like, he's like, I, I mean, I'm not to trying to make a joke out of it either. Yeah, yeah let's not, let's not make seriously, a joke out of it. Seriously, that was, it was fucked up, and that's why he's going to be in jail the rest of his life. For sure. And they, uh, because we don't have the death. No, we got the death penalty here. I mean, we, we might yeah, get that. Georgia. So, this, this so the death thing. penalty actually exists everywhere. A lot of people aren't aware of it because federally, the death penalty still exists. So, if you get charged with a federal crime, you can get put on federal death row in any state. I mean, it would save the taxpayers money. That would. But uh, let, let's let's get back to football. You know, let's just keep it on. You know, the the inex, the inappropriate stuff. So, Al Davis, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, who just lost his uh, head coach John Gruden, who he did buy out. Yes, that, that he settled. Uh, with yeah, I told you guys, and I forgot who it was. Somebody was arguing with me on that, and I said, I said no. I said they're going to pay him something to get out of here. That that because he he quit, you know, obviously if they had fired him, of course, the thought was they could have fired him on terms of whatever the contract reads. That was probably in it to where but there's no case against it. It's just this is what was revealed, and he probably didn't deny it. We knew that he was gonna get some sort of a payday. I mean, there was no way he had half that contract. That was like fifty million dollars left. I mean, so so I, was, I read a good article in The Athletic this morning. Sorry, art, uh, uh, author, I don't remember who wrote it, and I'm not pulling my phone up to look it up. But read in The Athletic uh, about the whole Gruden thing. And Mark Davis was pretty much like the NFL – let me see. Hold on. He pretty much was like, hey, yeah, we knew this, but we didn't know this stuff was going to go public. So we didn't make a decision because we didn't know it was going to go public. And here's – and he was like – we were working the decision piece, but we found out on Friday. I'm not firing my coach on Friday. I, like, hey, we got a game plan and let's play football. But he said the decision was already made privately before the Schefter report came out. He was like, hey, no, like they'd already made the decision, but they were lawyers were being lawyers. They had to, you know, figure out how much is this man going to get paid because he's res- he's being forced to resign by some stuff that happened before he got there. So as much as I can dislike what John Gruden said, I can understand Mark Davis, the businessman, doing right by Gruden because he's like, hey, look, I got to fire you because of this. So I, 
I'm not going to fire you for cause because that that's just really messed up. So here's a parting gift. And now that they're in Vegas and he actually has uh, financial backing, uh, he, he can make that up. But Mark Davis wants the NFL to release the emails of the Washington football team. And Roger Goodell is saying absolutely not because – bullshit, though. But look at, look at the history. Anytime there's been something involved with an owner, think about the Jerry Richardson stuff. We didn't, there's not a report on that. There's a report on Ray Rice. There's a report on Deflate Gate. Hell, the NFL deleted the, 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 the Spy Gate tapes. was like, oh, we don't need these anymore. Excuse me? What? I mean, you it's, not- it's, it's important to note that the NFL doesn't exist without these owners. Without these billion dollar niggas, Roger Goodell isn't shit. He, he's not running shit without them. They it's like, it's like a state. It's like a state and federal thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the federal government can be upset at any anyone's state, but like, bro, you can't. Shit doesn't. The federal government doesn't stand alone. It, it doesn't exist without the states. That's why California, Texas, do what they want. And I probably got Josh guys that I keep looking down. That's why my DMs are fucking blowing up right now, which I wasn't surprised, but they're blowing up right now. Is it your DMs? The DMs are blowing up, which once again, I'll just throw this random, this random sponsorship in here. Make sure everybody goes and download the Emporium, the Emporia app. Um, you can get it, you know, on uh, the App Store with Apple. I don't think that they're Android based yet, but even better because you really don't need to even do it through there. Just type in emporia.app.com backslash users backslash polypeat. Back to the program. Hey, Emporia, you're not going to get too much free shit now. Huh? <laughs> I have to get in them pockets not, now. But, but, but we're only doing monthly memberships. We're not doing a la carte. So it's, it's strictly monthly. But, yes, the Washington football team needs to release it just like I released these picks. Speaking of picks, are y'all ready to talk picks? Oh, man, I got something cooked up. Do, do we need to get there that soon? Wait, we got some more stuff on the slate, don't we? No, nah, that was the last thing. That was the last thing before football. football. I told you, football. like, this is not a football well, analysis podcast anymore. We're going right. to talk shit, and we're going to give give picks. Well, I'll tell at. you what. Just before we get to that, just because I got to get it pulled up, talk a little bit about the Bravos. And because we haven't talked baseball, that's for sure. And, of course, you know, the Braves came out. They did what they're, you're supposed to do as a road team. You get the W, chop on. Chop on. The chop is still on. racist. Right. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> we're we're still had sign. Major <laughs> Shout out to all my Cherokee folks. Seminoles and them. The, the, there was a sign in left field that said that too yesterday. I saw it when yeah, I, I said don't do the chop. Yeah, I said the chop yeah, is it still said racist. That, it said that the chop is racist. That's basically what it said. I mean, bro. I, I don't want to get into that. But it's just like, bro, until you t- change the team name. Motherfuckers are gonna chop. Yeah, well, fucking that, sign is an ass. Gonna, I think the, they'll the chop. Let me tell you, they could change. The they could change the name to the team of the of the team to see Homer's the damn mascot. They, they wouldn't say the, the Atlanta the, Homer's. The the Atlanta fucking axes, bro. Yeah, right. The I was saying, then what? Then what are you gonna do about it? The, it, the, the it, fan the fan base isn't gonna change because guess what? The Atlanta Braves fan base is not progressive. Georgia Facts. that y'all Facts. think at about. All. At it's all. the reason why they moved to Cobb From, County, okay? Exactly. The, 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 the true fans of the Braves are going to chop until they fucking die. Straight up. 
Yeah, and 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 that's and that's so true. I mean, it's all in the demographics and 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 who really you know goes to Braves games. I mean, I've I've been going to games, of course, since I was a kid. I, we were never Braves season ticket holders, but I've been to my fair number of Braves games. Look, I can remember obviously the early days. Your 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 Chipper Jones, of course, and I know that he's more than just early because most people don't even realize it's Freddie Freeman and Chipper Jones played together, and so like yeah, Chipper was on the team when we were in college. Exactly, and so Chipper was on the team when Chipper, I was. Chipper was always the long standing, but Rafael for call. Five baseball players I knew before high school. Rafael for call. Uh, obviously, Jones. Andrew Jones. Uh, little Gary Sheffield action for a little while. Smoltz was, Smoltz was a was a closer at the end Start of his career. Uh, Glavin had came back for one more stint. Uh, man, 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 Ugla. People don't even remember something that Dan Ugla. We had Mark Texiera, bro. The Braves have always had this team. We had Tim Hudson. He was such Frank a Core. high guy from from the Oakland A's, like back then. Like the Braves, bro, the Braves, Hudson, the Braves Hudson and Zito were nasty. He Hudson said, and Zito were so nasty. Yeah, yeah. But hey, and, man, and, you know, people were upset about leaving the city. But I was walking around the battery on Saturday when we clinched against the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, when we clinched to get the Dodgers, Eric. I was walking around the battery. <laughs> and we, by, just so you know, Lee, I was trying to join you. These guys had some other things going on. Bruh, I, there was no Not service me. out there. Like, there was no fucking service. So, like, when I when I left the battery, I had, like, hella text messages, it, DMs, and then Pierce called me, like, once I got to some service. But the thing is about the battery, there is nowhere in the city where they could build a baseball field and all of that stuff around it that you actually would want to make your baseball field a tourist attraction. Because, honestly, y'all live in the city, but you could do a weekend vacation to the battery yeah. and not leave the battery. Yeah. And that's, and that's what the that's what the Braves needed. Like, hell, yeah, I hear they own some of the, the – the Braves own some of the properties out there. Yeah, there's, I want, I want one of those enough, fucking lofts so you can see the game from your apartment. Like, that's you're, awesome. You're still only 15 minutes from the city. There's enough – Around there, there's a mall. Cumberland Mall is right there. So it's turning into yeah. Linux. <laughs> well, we're not even gonna talk about Linux, but um, <laughs> that's the murder capital of the city. It seems like um, straight up though, like not Linux, even, not even Linux, Linux Road. Linux Road is starting to turn into Bankhead Highway, followed you know shortly I mean? by Whitehall Street. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and look. They moved it to Cobb County for a reason. And so yeah, I'm not but, complaining. But all in all, the Braves, they came out strong in that first game. You know, Jorge Soler, you know, that was the first ever leadoff uh home run in world. This is like the 122nd World Series. The fact that there have been um all these games, and there's never been a leadoff home run, and that was the first one. I thought it was special. I thought it was encompassing what we were going to get to see for the series and just how special this Braves team was because people fail to realize the Braves, since they made those trades at the All-Star deadline, they've had the best record in baseball. So even though they won 88 games, a lot of people don't realize just how good the Braves really are. But with Charlie like Morton's – Kind of like the Hawks, you know. Once we made the coaching change for the Hawks, it's like – Oh, they have like one the, of the best, best record since the coaching. Exactly, and it, and all it takes is you know a couple things here and there, and I think that you know Charlie Morton going down is a big deal. It really is a big deal because now you, especially with how Freed looked yesterday, 
I expect him to bounce back in the next game that he pitches he plays well. Probably will be game five, I would imagine. Because um, depending on what situation you're in, whether you're down 3-1 or you're tied at 2-2 or you're up 3-1, that's probably who's going to be on the mound in game five. And so, you know, having Charlie out is a big deal because he really has been their best pitcher all year. But the bullpen has come on so strong. And one of the positives of yesterday's blowout kind of loss was that they didn't use Massey, they didn't use Luke Jackson, and they didn't use Will Smith. They didn't use any of their relief pitchers yesterday. So those guys got an extra couple days of rest, and they're going to get ready to roll. Ian Anderson will be the X factor for the Braves in this series because, A, if he can take game three, there's not only going to build confidence in him to be able to come out, and if it does leave Atlanta and it goes back to a six, that's who's going to be your game six pitcher, whether you're up 3-2. Three, 3-1 three, 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 three. going back to Houston is what we're looking for. Well, it's not – no, it's three straight here. It's three straight in Atlanta. Oh, we get three. Yeah, and the yeah. Braves are undefeated in the playoffs this postseason. Close, close that shit out. Close All right, man, we're ready to get to the picks. Yeah, we're going to let Major Parlay go first. I mean, I got to put mine together, literally. I know I have a sense of it, but I haven't put it together. All right, so I picked my best six, and uh, I went for value here, all right? So, I mean, you could essentially do the whole slate if you just take these six, but – I got six upsets. Everything on here is is classified as, you know what I'm saying, an upset to some degree. All right. So first we got, uh, not in any particular order, but Tennessee Titans versus the Colts. I think that's that's easy money. If you don't want to do a parlay, just do a straight bet on that. Um, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions because they've been hold playing on, hard as hell. Titans and Colts, who are you taking though? Money line, Titans. Uh, I'm going to take the Detroit Lions money line versus the Eagles. They've been playing hard as hell. They're playing at home. They they desperately need a win. Uh, I don't think the Eagles ever play as hard as the Lions play. So I'm going to I'm taking the Lions there. I'm going to take the Washington football team in Denver. That's probably my my spiciest one. It's all mine too. Okay, yeah, because that one, the Broncos are just slow. They're 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 slow to pick up the shit this year. Even though they started three and zero versus the worst teams in the league. I think the Washington football – I think they're trending opposite directions. So, I like the Washington football team in Denver. Um, I like the Cowboys in Minnesota. If you guys know, they always give the home team three points. So, technically, the Cowboys are favored if they weren't on the road. But um, I think that game is going to be high scoring. I left all the over-unders off my picks. But I do like the Cowboys. Uh, the only team they've lost to is the Buccaneers, and that was the the, the slightest of margins. They really could have won that. So, I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, in Minnesota, this is another close. These last two are going to be close. I like the Steelers in Cleveland. You got a divisional matchup. They're going to play hard. Both defenses are going to play hard. I also like the under for what it's worth, but both defenses are going to play hard. And uh, I just got the veteran Ben coming out over either the injured Baker or who's their backup again? Case Keenum's playing, bro. Baker's career is hanging in is hanging right now because off his little his, his little broken shoulder. Like Baker, yeah. Baker, if Case wins this game, Baker's cooked. He's gonna get. But I don't think he's gonna win. I don't think I don't think Case Keenum comes out and beats Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. I don't think so. I mean, but that's 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 my personal. And then uh, my last pick on here is I think the Saints go home and they they win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah, down there in New Orleans. I think uh I think Jameis Winston finally has a fucking game. 
outside of outside of his first game versus Aaron Rodgers. So I think the I think the Saints pull that shit off in the Superdome. And uh, six upsets don't usually happen in a week of fifteen, but I got six upset picks here. The sixteen pays twenty one thousand for the hundred. So to review major parlays picks. We have Titans versus Colts money line, Lions versus Eagles money line, Washington football team versus Denver money line, Cowboys versus Vikings money line, Steelers versus Cleveland money line. Bonus pick in that game, take the under. And Saints versus Tampa Bay money line. There it is. Simple and plain. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, AP is most likely not playing versus Saints this week. For what it's worth. Who's not playing against the Saints? Sorry. I, I AB. AB. Antonio oh, no Brown. AD? Yeah, and possibly no Gronk, too. Gronk is kind of – he's struggling along. Gronk's not listed as out yet, but AB is definitely doubtful. Yeah, I got I got, a, I got Gronk in another league, and I haven't started him in, in fucking weeks. Yeah, he hasn't started since, like, week four. And week four, he left what the you, game early. So. Where are you going, Parlay P? We going college football or we going NFL? Uh – I tell you what, let's 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 keep with the NFL theme, and let's go with my NFL six pack first. I want to start this thing off by saying uh, that these picks are brought to you by the Emporia app. Um, you can check that for all of my premium picks, uh, free picks. Of course, we're going to always have the free picks here on the Big Baby and Friends Thursday night f- uh, football. Well, friends, whatever Thursday night podcast. <laughs> but I will also be having those free picks on there and a couple of other things like prop bets and stuff like that. So um, let's get it kicked off the right way. All right. So we're going to stick with the NFL to kick this thing off. I want to go in order and everybody should know by now. And it's a disclaimer that I'm going to always put out there, but it's betting on the Falcons. You got damn right. I, <laughs> I was right. I actually was wrong last week because I took them two and a half and they somehow won by two. But they won the game. It got down to one and a half by kickoff, though. You got If you waited until no, kickoff, no offense here, right? But if, if somebody if somebody wanted to fucking make money outside of taking your picks, they could also just fade your Falcons picks for the whole year. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and you're either gonna either the Falcons are gonna have a winning record, but see, I don't bet on them also every week. I don't. Man, but, I ain't never heard a bigger line in my life. Hey, you took you took three weeks off, JP. He didn't bet the Falcons two of them, and I bet and, him last week. How well has I meant to say this, bro? How well has this man done in the last two weeks that he hasn't bet the Falcons? Well, but I think I deserve a little tip for that actually, because I've been telling him to stop betting the Falcons for two years. I said, bro, look, do you look, realize how many hundred thousand dollar parlays you lose on the Falcons? Look. They've they've cost me greatly in the past, that's for sure. Um, but we're not here to talk it's about abusive. the past. We're hey, here to talk it's about abusive the future. Boy for he just keeps going back. We're oh here to talk God. about the future. But I'm on the Falcons this week, and not because I'm a homer and not because I'm biased, but because the Panthers aren't a good team. And we knew this when they were 3-0. and They've lost four in a row. The Falcons also have not won a home game this year. The Falcons are coming together. They're playing really well. And if they can win this game, not only do they get above 500, they have a date looming with the Saints the very next week that I know it sounds crazy to say, Falcons fans, this might be for that final wild card spot. I mean, that's who it's coming down to, Saints, Falcons, and Vikings. That's who it's going to be down to for that final spot. As of today, that is who's in that seat. It's That is that spot for that 
final spot, and they could very well take it. So I like them against Carolina. Uh, Sam Darnold's washed. He's finished. They want Deshaun Watson, and Matt Rule doesn't want to be there if they can't get Deshaun Watson. So we'll leave that at that. Uh, next Falcons game, on the money line or the spread? Uh, Falcons money line. We're not even going to play around with the points this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Two and a half doesn't and cut it, apparently. You is going to love this. Let me get the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half against the Cleveland Browns. I know that uh, Kareem Hunt is definitely out. I don't know if Chubb is going to be back, and I'm pretty certain that Baker is not playing. Give me the Steelers. This is a team they probably had this game circled on their schedule since the season got underway because of how they lost to them in the playoffs. I like the idea of them at, at a bare minimum covering plus three and a half, but I also think that they'll win outright. But we're just going to, for the sake of the betting purposes, take them at the plus three and a half. Three, plus three and a half. And so uh, I do like them there. I think the defense shows up in a big way. And if it's anything like the Denver Broncos game, they probably should cover that spread uh, if they were the favorite at three and a half, to be totally honest with you. Uh, next game, uh, I'm riding on the major parlay train with this one. I love the Washington football team at the Denver Broncos. I think that that's a team that, like the Carolina Panthers, they were a, a faux 3-0 and team. They're really not that good. They just lost to a bunch of backups in Cleveland. Uh, Odell Beckham had two catches. Fuck him for my fantasy team, by the way. But uh, we'll leave fantasy out of this for now. But fuck him. Dead ass. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and take the Washington football team. I think that they've got enough pieces and maybe the defense against a the lesser offense can finally put together that dominant defense that we saw last year because those same guys are still there. Landon Collins is still there. Um, Young, still there. They're, these guys are still there. Swift, they're still there. They're all still there. I think that they finally put a game together and uh, they get the job done on the money line. Next game, Herb, don't get too excited just because you got a W in London. Um. I think that Seattle, a team that I predicted probably wouldn't win a game, has a great chance of winning this game. Gino, yeah, I love Seattle. A little bit more comfortable. Um, they're at home again. They had a they played a good game against the Saints. They just, you know, they didn't do enough to win it. Uh, I like them on the money line against the Jaguars. I just oh, think that's that, weak, man. Take the spread. I didn't want to do it. Give me the money line. The money line's that good. It's at good money. It's minus one eighty five. I'll take that. Because they, the, they could very, the spread is three and a half. So, like, they very well could only win by three, but they'll win the game. And yeah. so that's all I care about. They're going to win the game. Um, so we're going to roll with the Seattle Seahawks on that one, and they might be getting uh, Russ back the very next week. We'll see. That's what they're saying. They're saying he's coming along too great, that they're taking the sling off of his uh, finger. Yeah, because Russell Wilson doesn't go to the club when he gets injured, bro. He's, like, at home. Yeah, yeah. he's he's rehabbing. Eating his vitamins. He's, he's, He's and he's doing everything he can to get back. To getting play. some real he's good they're not goodies. Going to the playoffs and they're going to have yeah. a losing record. Yeah, he definitely wants to step into the goodies. <laughs> next game, next game. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and, and continue to follow the trends of teams that beat the shit out of teams, beat the shit out of teams. I like the Los Angeles Rams minus thirteen and a half at the Houston Texans. They started off well against the Cardinals. Uh, this team is just too talented, and they know that they need to go in there and take care of business. I you like an answer. Buying a point special. there because I got fourteen and a half as my spread. Well, you're buying a point, yeah. And okay. let me. Put oh, that who, in there. who do we got here? I was I was like queuing up a song. Ram, so. Rams, my, Rams on the spread versus Texans. The spread is Rams on the spread half, versus the Texans. Points. Buy the point and get it at thirteen and a half. That way, you get two touchdowns for sure. Uh, they should beat the shit out of them. They probably should cover the fourteen and a half too, but. 
for this sake, we're just going to say they win by two touchdowns. So uh, by that point and take the Rams 13 and a half at the Texans. And then for the final game of the NFL, uh, we're going to bring it down to Sunday night. Um, there's been questions of Dak playing, and they've been pretty hot. I've been to Minnesota for a game. They've got a great crowd. Their fans are great. I enjoy the city of Minnesota. Anyone that ever goes there, make sure you stop at the W Hotel and go to Manny's. It's one of the best steakhouses I've ever been to. Um, give me and the before you finish, remember how terrible line. Kirk Cousins is in prime time. He is, but hey, I like him here. I think the Cowboys are overdue for a loss. They haven't lost since the first game of the season for any NFL team, which was Thursday night against the Bucks in a close game. I think the Cowboys are for real, but it's time for them to kind of have that game where they don't play well, and I like it at Minnesota. I think that uh, Dalvin Cook should be a little bit healthier and plan. We know that primetime Kirk Cousins isn't the greatest Kirk Cousins, but these guys, like I said, along with the Falcons and Saints, those are pretty much, as of right now, almost halfway through the year. These are the teams that are fighting for that final spot in the NFC, and this is an important game for them. I like them to get the job done on Sunday night. So you got Vikings in the money line against Dallas? Yes. Wow. So is that six? Yep. That's so it. for Parlay Pete six pack, we got Falcons versus Panthers taking the Falcons on the money line. Steelers plus three and a half against the Browns. Washington football team um, against the Broncos on the money line. We got Seattle money line versus the Jags. Rams minus 13 and a half. We're going to buy a point there versus the Texans. And uh, we're going to take the Vikings money line against the Cowboys. That is correct. So let's, let's let's get to your college football six pack. Are you ready? We are ready, baby. Let's go ahead. Let's get the college picks going. All right, uh, we're gonna kick this thing off with an upset pick. Uh, we got Texas at Baylor. Give me the Longhorns. I know everybody's getting tired of me getting on uh, Sark's jockstrap. But I think that they're better than Baylor. I think Baylor is kind of an overrated team offensively. Texas has had two straight letdowns. Waco? They blew, yeah, they blew two leads the last two games that they played. They blew the lead against Oklahoma where they were up 20, I think 21, um, at least 18, I know. And then they also blew a two-touchdown lead against Oklahoma State. Both of those teams are ranked in the top 10. So it's not necessarily one of those things where uh, it's alarming. But – Baylor still trying to get their footing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I like Texas on the money line at Baylor. Next game, we're going to get back to the theme of blowouts. Oklahoma hasn't really got to have one of these all year against an opponent that is a Big 12 opponent or a serious opponent. They've got Texas Tech this week coming into uh, – what's, uh, what's that damn city? <laughs> Uh, 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 Norman, Norman, Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, baby. We're going to go ahead and roll with the points here at minus 19 and a half against Texas Tech. Texas wash, Texas Tech, 70 to 23. I don't see why Oklahoma would have a problem doing that at home against them. Um, and that's pretty straightforward for me. If anything, we might even see Spencer Rattler get three touchdowns in the second half because of how bad the first half should be. So, um, is Spencer Riley even starting anymore? No, but the no, point man, is, right, he'll get oh, his oh, touchdowns in the saying, second half because that's how bad. And hell, if he's the backup coming in, you know, he was the Heisman favorite. They, they're they going to pour on points on these guys, bro. Uh, what are the two, two or three Heisman favorites have been benched? 
Because DJ, I'm not going to try to say his last name. We don't he got bitch too. Huh? He did. He did. Um, and then for the next game, we're going to roll with BYU on the spread. They're at home against Virginia. Virginia's got a high-flying offense. BYU has been scathing off of not being ranked now the last three weeks in a row. I like them at home. Um, the Mormons will be out. It ought to be a damn good uh, Saturday in Utah. Uh, Virginia's got a terrible defense. Got to be one of the worst of butt in college football. Uh, I think that the white out and the Mormon out is going to get to those boys and that uh, they should cover the minus three. And that's at plus odds, too. Um, it's even money to get them at minus three. I like them to cover the three um, at home against Virginia. Uh, next game, we're going to get back to blowouts, SEC style this time. Give me Missouri at Vanderbilt. You should fade Vanderbilt every fucking week. Every fucking week. I don't care who they play. Uh, <laughs> last week, we hit the nail on the head with Vanderbilt and uh, who did they play? Miss- Mississippi State. I think the spread was 20 and a half. Mississippi State won by like 30-something. This is a bad football team, and everybody knows it. Uh, Missouri, actually, even though they're not very good either, they at least score points. I like the idea of them winning by two touchdowns and a field goal. So give me Missouri minus 16 at Bandy. Um, next game, we got another upset pick. Iowa is number nine. They came out flat as fuck against Purdue, but they had the bye week last week. They're still in the top ten. They're at Wisconsin, a team that can't score. Iowa really can't score either. But I think they're better than Wisconsin. Wisconsin's got probably the most vanilla offense. I mean, they might as well be running the fucking wishbone for all we know. Um, give me give me Iowa to come in there with that stout defense and to try and keep their Big Ten title hopes slash playoff hopes alive on the road at plus odds. I love it. Money line. Uh, and then for the final pick, we know that we couldn't leave without me hopping back on the G. There we go. He's, he's pointing at it on his shirt, guys. Let's go with Georgia and the world's largest cocktail cocktail party. I forgot what they changed the name to now because it's not that anymore. It's the world, world's largest outdoor party, I think, now. Okay, Lar- world's largest outdoor cocktail party slash COVID party. You got yeah. Georgia meeting Florida in Jacksonville. I, I mean, if, if there's not going to be nothing more crazy this weekend, it's Halloween weekend. I'm telling you, COVID and chlamydia is going to be spreading wild in Jacksonville this weekend. COVID, chlamydia, and coeds. The th- triple C's, all right? No herbs, co- herbs coming outside for this. Oh, I got to say, hell, don't be surprised if they have herbs out there and he's in the crowd or in a booth. The game's in Jacksonville. Well, but wait, but Jacksonville's on the road. Nah, he's not. Well, he can always just give her another It doesn't matter. Yeah, Herb will be on the last day out. before the game. Well, exactly. We know that he's no, he's not familiar with flying. Like, you know, flying with the team is something that he's very unfamiliar with anyways, to begin with. So, but give me Georgia. They have it at 14 and a half. I'm going to buy the point here too. Give me Georgia minus 13 and a half. I like them to get the job done and to truly assert their dominance because now this is the first common opponent that them and Alabama have had. And Alabama obviously had trouble with Florida. Uh, I know it's a rivalry game, but these dogs are for real and kind of like the year Matt Stafford and them had their coming out party against Florida when uh, Mark Rick instructed the team after the first touchdown to go into the end zone and jump around. They blew them out in that game, too. I expect more of the same. Give me the dogs, minus 13 and a half. So we got Texas at Baylor Moneyline. OU over Texas Tech, minus 19 and a half. BYU versus UVA. We're going to take BYU minus three. Mizzou minus 16 over Vandy. 
Iowa money line uh, against Wisconsin, and we're going to take Georgia minus 13 and a half. We're going to buy that one point versus Florida. Go dogs, sick them. So here's what we're going to do. Here's something that I've been uh, I, I decided I was going to do. I was going to take one beer out of each six-pack, right, and build me a little three-pack. Big okay. babies. Right. Big babies, you know, big babies three-pack here, right? Let's go so for it. We're going to take – that Saints money line, because I fucking love it. Like, I I, I like that. But Brady them are riding high. I like the Saints to take to take this game right here, right? And because I'm a homer, I'm going to take the Falcons on that money line, baby. I got to do it. Yeah. I'm going to be right there to watch it. And then for my third pick, I'm going to be a homer know. again. I knew that gonna was going to go UGA. <laughs> Minus 13 and a half. Hell, I'll take a minus 14 and a half because I think we win by 20. I don't need a point. I saw that come from I'm not mad way. at it. I just so like to be even with points. numbers. Hey, 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 look, 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 Parlay Pete. Don't let me influence you because I'm just out here just saying, hey, I like these three bets. And I'm being a homer this week. Typically, uh, I'm not going to be a homer with, with the these picks. Typically, I'm not going to be a homer, but I'm going to be a homer. You know what? Throw the Braves in there for uh, game five, two while you're oh, at it. Shit. Let's fucking go. Give us game five. Give us game four and game three. Let's just let's just go ahead and call this shit in five. Let's Braves in five. Hey guys, we're not going back it's to been, Houston. It's we're been great. Houston. Houston, it's been Houston great. is a we're house of horrors for Atlanta teams because the Falcons lost the fucking Super Bowl in Houston. And so Yeah, we can't go back. We don't we don't need to be going back there. Let's just close no, that at home. Feel that. We're five we, got like, we got like four minutes till this game starts. You guys, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm about guys, to say. You like, drank to a safe department for Nico yet? Uh, I Nico posted one, but I didn't. I, but I didn't actually like drink it for the group. But I pour up another one just for the hell of it. All right, cool. So when Nico sees this, he knows we're drinking to a safe return. To our to our deploy, deployed brother Nico. To brother to Nico. Nico. And with that said. That shot was sponsored by the Emporia app. You can download the Emporia app on the at the App Store, and you can also search it on your web browser, Emporia.com. That's E-M-O-P-R-I-A dot A-P-P uh, backslash users backslash Parlay Pete. You can get all the premium picks uh, and the free picks daily uh, for a low monthly membership of $150 a month. Emporia, I might need a check. Um Hey, guys, it's been great. I'll see y'all this weekend. All right, right. take care. All right, Doc.